Unbelievable. <laughs> Here's me thinking I might start like the tune by, you know, start the episode with the whole like, da, 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 And you would come in with the do, 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 do. Instead, I get nothing but cheek. <laughs> I'm not very. I'm not very good at like you know, musical cues. I like, like <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that just how that was how I envisaged the show starting, and you ruined it for me in that one little moment before I hit record. <laughs> it's just like snap. Okay, fair enough. Um, so uh, this was supposed to be a recording of Joy, and it was also supposed to be a recording with another person. Well, it was a recording with another person. Like you know, this, it was, it existed you, in another form. Yeah, you, you most podcasts have to have like you know a hundred episodes before you end up with a lost episode, and you've managed to do it in three. <laughs> That's an achievement. Two, two. Well, okay. So the first, the first one doesn't count. Then okay, obviously. <laughs> so in two, you've had a lost episode after two episodes, which yep. is pretty impressive. So how many episodes of Diz Down Under have we recorded? A hundred and eleven. Well, actually, well, one hundred and sixteen. Yeah, because we've recorded some for when we were not not here. So yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was just I. So, very long story short is that I recorded an episode with our friend Alex Rosevia. I had it. I, it was all edited and pretty much ready to go. I had that file open. I had a Diz Down Under file open. And apparently only one could survive. There can be only one. And it was tragic because I've had multiple files open before in the program that I use and it hasn't been a problem. It's clearly a problem here. Do you know why it happened though? It's because you used his wrong name. Ah. Yeah, you see. Yeah. Or at least you used Maybe it was a subtle thing. Yeah. You, anyway, it doesn't it doesn't matter. No, it's, no, I was gonna make a Doctor Who reference. You used his real name. So it's it's like no one can know his real name. So ah. you've obviously uh, yeah, you've ruined it for everyone. So what show are we doing? Well, <laughs> we are recording Wozcast. And instead of Alex Rosevia, I have Lewis Sutton, who is my husband. And that's very exciting um, because I was going to do an episode with him, but it was going to be much, much further on. <laughs> and ironically enough, like, you know, Alex Rosevia is like an Australian born and bred, like multi-generational Australian. Yeah. And yet he sounds more English than me, who was actually born in England. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So maybe we had to oz it up before we get to the posh people. (laughs) So very long story short, I got really excited because obviously Game of Thrones is coming out and I was able to get my hands on a couple of bottles of the White Walker, which is a Johnny Walker expression. And it was specially made for Game of Thrones. It's very cool. You keep it in the freezer because that's how it's designed to be drunk. And I really thought it would be a great one to share with Alex because he loves a really, really cold whiskey. He loves a bit of ice in his whiskey. That's that's how he rolls. It's not necessarily something I agree with all the time. Or ever. <laughs> no, it's just I think that some whiskeys, it like so when you chill something down, especially like things with oils and fats, mm. I think that you lose some of the aromatics and that's just my personal opinion. I think that after sampling this one the other night, um, you can still get characters in a whiskey, but I think that they have to be very bold in order to enjoy them that cold. 
That said, I think we should probably pour a dram and see what your opinions are. And I really wish that we were yeah, able to get your opinions and have Alex's still, but uh, alas, we, we cannot do that. The uh, like before you get onto the actual whiskey itself, mm-hmm. the the bottle is an amazing bottle. Like, because whiskey bottles generally are fairly traditional, in, yeah. in their in their look, and and this one is uh, completely different because the whole bottle is actually uh, wrapped in a, a plastic uh, cover, mm-hmm. uh, which has got this snowy bluey kind of look to it, and obviously in, very veiny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and in Game of Thrones, the White Walkers are all very pale and snow-like with vibrant blue eyes and even the like the johnny walker walking man on the mm-hmm. front of it mm-hmm. it looks like he's a, a white walker it looks like someone's been turned yeah and the costume is very period piece mm-hmm. it's it's really cool but what is really cool is for any kid that was around in the 90s the bottle is hyper color <laughs> So when it is frozen, um, well, when it's not frozen, sorry, when you pick it off the shelf in the shop, it's just all this beautiful sort of blue veins and like cracked and ice and snow. When you throw it in the freezer, you get winter is here, mm. which is so cool. It, it's it's amazing. And like I'm not like as far as spirits and stuff like that go, I'm kind of a drink it and throw the bottle away kind of person. Mm-hmm. But you can't throw this bottle away after you're done with it. It's it's one of those bottles you're going to have to keep forever. Keep around, maybe keep it in the freezer every now yeah. and again. <laughs> just to pull it out, just for fun. Exactly, but you bought two bottles of it though. I did, and I'm glad that I did because we were able to do the compare and contrast because mm. I chucked this in the freezer without really looking at the bottle. And then as we were recording, you're like, hang on a sec, you can actually see what it looked like before. And it does, it, it, it gets this lovely little message on the side. Um, but I think we should probably we should probably indulge in a little bit of cheers. All right. Oh my god, that's a big dram. Oh, it's tiny. <laughs> take cheers. A, take a sip. So caramelly mm. and it's, very dark in taste as well. And also very very like I mean, you and I like. Um, are very much the single malt whiskey kind of people. Yes, we don't uh, we don't take of um, the blended uh, whiskies where where they've got the uh, the the grain the, the um, only in times of dire need. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, generally speaking, we're we're malt people, but uh, we've had a few Johnny Walkers over over the time. Uh, usually, like where was that uh, distillery we went to where the bulk of the the uh, Johnny Walker. Uh, spirit was distilled. Was that Klein Leash? No, it wasn't Klein Leash. Um, oh gosh, I can I can envisage the tasting room. Oh, I feel like a bit of a twit. Um, ba, 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 ba. Nah, it's a, it's it'll come back yeah. to me. Because we've been we've been to the place where. Oh, I know where I can find yeah. it. You keep talking yeah. for a sec. Because we've been to the place where they produce the the, uh, the the whiskey for the Johnny Walker brand, and uh, we've tried some of it. But I, I just think, like in the most part, with the blended whiskies, they. The specifically, they're made so that they're always consistent. Like every single bottle of Johnny Walker you taste like mm-hmm. should taste like the last bottle of Johnny Walker you, you had. But that's like perf- um, people that mix perfumes and that kind of thing. Exactly, the fact yeah. that they manage to get ingredients that there might be some sort of variation in the ingredients, but they're able to put it together and actually get the same smell every time. Mm. 
freaking incredible. I think it was Cardu. Right, right. Um, because I can remember buying the glass. I'm pretty sure we bought two glasses in that fashion. I'm pretty sure it was Cardu. Right, okay. So, yeah, if anyone else there is a uh, aficionado and wants to check that, yeah, check that out and correct us, let us know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it was interesting going there and, and, and checking it out. And But, I mean, this is a very, very drinkable whiskey. Um, it's it's a very, as you said, very caramelly, very sweet whiskey. I think it really works for that whole winter setting. So you've got mm. something that you're drinking that's quite cold, but it's quite warming. And it, I get a little bit of – I don't know whether it's the colour – but I get a little bit of sort of orange and citrus off it. Mm. And, you know, the um, the actual uh, whiskey glass, well, I say glass, but you, we've got these. Vessel. Yeah. <laughs> we've got these Glamorangy uh, whiskey cups, which are made out of stainless steel. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really interesting tactile sensation to be holding a cold metal while you're drinking the whiskey. Yeah. Um, it's It's just. It's a bit nicer than holding cold glass, mm. do you think? But very Game of Thronesy as well at the same time. <laughs> well, that was what I was going for. Yeah. And there was a lot said in the other version of this podcast, and I'm just going to have to let go of it, aren't I? <laughs> no, no, you can bring it up. Like, if, if there was something awesome that was said the first time, say it the second time, uh, at least it gets an airing. No, I think I think there's a lot of stuff that um, Alex and I are going to mm. share over another whiskey another time. And Alex, it's going to be the best whiskey. I'm going to find a real corker for because um, we're about to go traveling. Duty free. That's all I'm saying. Um, so do you want to have a bit of a read of the back of the bottle? Yeah, go on. Now that we've had a bit of a yarn about how we feel about the tastes, is there anything else that you want to okay. add to the taste? There is one other thing is like uh, the – Oh, think there's one more thing that I want to do. Yeah. I think with the um, a whiskey where you put it in the freezer, mm-hmm. see, the alcohol doesn't freeze. Correct. It, it stays – liquid mm-hmm. but i think it does actually solidify a little bit so you, yeah, you've got a, a thicker more viscous mouthfeel yes. with the um with this whiskey definitely and that's through that process of um chucking it in the freezer same as a good vodka mm-hmm. you chuck it into the freezer and you get that lovely not slushy because it won't actually freeze you won't get those flakes in it but you do get that as you say that really um strong mouthfeel mm-hmm. um so one of the things that I was taught at, I can't remember which distillery. It oh, the, no, it was at the Whiskey Experience, wasn't it? Was it Whiskey Experience? Where do you think it was? I thought it was, uh, what was that, uh, the, the distillery went to uh, Royal Loch Nagar. Yes. It was uh, a guy there um, who t- told us a couple of tips about um, how to uh, nose the whiskey and taste the whiskey. And one of his things was about... Uh, as you're about to explain. Smelling the grain. I'm pretty sure we actually learned it earlier in the piece. Oh, okay. I think that that was the trick was the um, the distance from the nose right. that you could get different um, different characters um, depending on the length that you held the glass from your nose. Um, no, this is a trick where you, um, you dab your finger into your whiskey and just rub it along. I tend to do it sort of um, at the base of my thumb and you just let it dry and then – when you smell it, you can smell the grain that was used in it. So I particularly like this one. I go to a um, distillery to get my coffee every day <laughs> when I'm at work. I don't drink the whiskey. I just drink the coffee. Um, give but the, when give, give the shout out to the whiskey distillery. Yeah, so Whippersnapper, sorry, in Perth. And 
they keep me stoked up in caffeine, which is lovely. And from time to time, I drop in and have a tasting. Um, the times are very long in between because I never get there when they're open. But anyway, um, long, long work hours. But one of the things, um, so when you let that spirit dry away on your hand, all you're left with is the smell of the grain. And so if you have something really peaty, you can smell the peat in it. If you have something that's got a different kind of grain, you'll smell that different kind of grain. So all I'm smelling on this one is barley. Mm. Um, There's something a little bit aromatic. I'm not sure what it is. It's almost got a perfumed kind of, it's actually quite interesting. Um, But when I got to experience the quinoa whiskey that Whippersnapper made, Doing that was incredible. I just had quinoa in my hand, basically. It was just like, it was unbelievable. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. Give it a try. I I highly recommend it. (laughs) Just for novelty's sake. And people will just be like, oh, what are you doing? It's like, well, it's just another way to experience what has gone into the whiskey. It's kind of perfumey. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's something quite yeah. fragrant in if it. You, like, if you're uh, you know, looking for a new cologne, uh, then I'd recommend... Like, oh, I, d- I meant this one in particular. There's something yeah, quite fragrant. Yeah. Maybe just uh, yeah, get yourself a bottle of White Walker and uh, like dip your finger in it every day and just like dab a bit on the uh, the old pulse points. <laughs> oh, listen to you. <laughs> Someone's just been trying new perfume on. Yeah. yeah, you did, didn't you? Did you learn something from the Nana's at Maya? Yeah, they're lovely. They're lovely, the Nana's at Maya. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like getting so by anyone other than a Nana at Maya, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to go into a story, but I won't. Um, <laughs> so can we talk about the back of the bottle? Yes, let's, let's. Let's, because we talked about the front and the side of the bottle. I think the back deserves a bit of a thing. So on the back of the bottle, it has once forgotten and reduced to ancient legend. White walkers have emerged from the frozen north, bringing with them the chill of winter and the promise of terror and destruction to all who stand in their path. With their tall blades of ice capable of slicing through iron and their silent icy blue gaze, they are a chilling sight. When you see the undead coming, you know winter is here. And we know because, you know, we're watching Game of Thrones. Um, It actually goes on to say, White Walker by Johnny Walker is a blended scotch whiskey inspired by these chill-inducing walkers. At the heart of the blend are single malts from Cardew and Kleinleash. There you go. Um, one of Scotland's most northern distilleries. This whiskey is chill-filtered to 1.5 degrees Celsius and best served cold directly from the freezer, featuring notes of caramelised sugar and vanilla, fresh red berries. I would have gone with some um, orange in there, but anyway. Um, With a touch of orchard fruit, this whiskey develops in complexity as it warms to room temperature. And then at the bottom it says, freeze for an unexpected icy reveal (laughs) um but yeah like you said i mean you know surprising but quite like this one i'm trying to actually uh, warm it up now in my hands like see if i can like get some more more different uh, i can nuke some if you want no no that's that's all right get some more characters and flavors but interesting though because um as you said because you've cooled it down a lot of the the they must have made a very pungent kind of whiskey mm-hmm. to be able to like freeze it like we have yeah and still have decent characteristics and taste to it mm-hmm. so like i'm really actually very interested to see like 
how how this warms up and and what it's like when it's uh, at a room temperature. Yeah, it's kind of interesting as well because when you think about wine, if you have a white wine that you chill too cold, all you're going to taste is the wood. Mm, mm. If it's been like a shard- on wood. Like a chardonnay. Yeah, if it's a wooded chardonnay, mm, mm. all you're going to taste is wood if you chill it too much. So I wonder whether they avoided wood when they matured it. They must have put it on cast because it's got colour. Yeah. Hmm. I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like you said, quite drinkable. Would you buy a bottle? So if we came through duty-free, would you buy a bottle? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like um, Johnny Walker, like generally speaking, is the kind of whiskey where people are going to mix it with something else. It's not usually a whiskey that people... There are the higher-end ones, like your green labels and your blue labels and things like that that people tend to drink neat. Yeah, I believe the green label is actually a mix of malts. Yeah, and that's why – well, I wonder whether this is getting towards more of your monkey shoulder end of the market Mm, mm. and whether they've kind of worked that one out. Yeah, but it's uh, but the most like the red stuff you definitely just like chuck some coke in that. Mm. But I guess the the other blends that they've got that are more um, unique and uh, you know less like volume out there in the world that that those ones there are probably drink neat. But uh, yeah, it's never really appealed to me. This is actually a very appealing whiskey. Like I, I quite like it. Well, it's got all the marketing side of things, and as a fan of things like coke and that kind of thing well in terms of marketing yeah um, i know you don't drink coke a lot but there there would be people out there who don't drink whiskey that will pick up a bottle of this just because it's game of thrones oh yeah for sure Mm. uh have you seen the other game of thrones series no i I, you did tell me about it that there were it's uh which diageo Diageo, right so diageo have brought them out so that you've got um a lagavulin one a oh goodness we have to go through the set now. Damn. <laughs> um, you got Dalwini. Yeah. You got Oban. You've got oh goodness, I can't go through the whole lot without actually looking them up. There you go. I'm not using Doctor Google. Um, and each one represents a different house. Mm. And because like House Stark and yeah, I Lannister. think that Royal Loch Nagar might be one of them. Oh, okay. Um, um maybe I should have looked them up. Cause, Sorry, because it's interesting. Because like um. Diageo own a lot of whiskey distilleries, mm-hmm. and they've a lot of them are, are become a bit bigger and more commercialized. But then there's one like Royal Loch Nagar, which we we went to, and that's the one that's um, uh, it's in that uh, area where that the Queen's um, Balmoral. Uh, Balmoral, yeah, sorry, it's where Balmoral is basically, and uh, there's a, a hill or something in front of it, mm-hmm. and there's a statue of Prince Albert at the top. No, is it a statue? There's a monument. A monument, sorry. A monument. And it's 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 not. It, it's like a pyramid shape. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it looks nothing like Prince Albert. Well, I don't know. I always thought he was a bit you know, pointy. Um, there was a. There's well, a, given what Prince Albert's a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a monument to Prince Albert at the, the top of this hill and stuff. So it's a really interesting place. But that was where we we met the. Uh, uh, the guy who like gave us some real insights into yeah into, and we, by that point we'd seen like we've been to like maybe 10 See, or so i think that you probably held that one a little bit closer because by that stage you were really rusted on with the whole whiskey experience whereas there there were a lot of things that we learned earlier in the piece um that first trip that we had and we went to Darwini first mm. and then i think the second distillery that we went to which we only went to because we knew it was Alex's favorite whiskey was Glenlivet mm. 
And we had such a wonderful experience there. And they said, oh, if you like this, you need to go over here. And so we trekked over to Abelara and the, you know, the guys at Glen Levitt, um, they organized for us to go on to the, a tour at Abelara. They're like, okay, so this is what you do and this is the way you go there. Yeah. And it's just absolutely brilliant. It's like family up there. Because they called them up to let them know they yeah, were yeah, coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They said, oh, have you got room? Yep, no worries. Yeah. Okay, so you have to be there by this time. Yeah. And yeah. Absolutely wonderful experiences. Because the thing is, is that I never really liked spirits. Like back in the back in the day, I used to drink uh, beer and wine. But if ever you and Eugene were having whiskey, it was kind of, oh, do you want one? And I was like, no, not really. Mm. And then you'd say, no, 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 do try it. And I'd, I'd drink it. And go, Bleh. Yeah. But it's only like all I would taste was heat. Mm-hmm. Like I would not taste any characteristics of the whiskey it would just taste like a spirit and it was just too strong for me so my recollection and you can correct me if i'm wrong is that when we went to edinburgh for the edinburgh festival um up at the top of the royal mile there's a place called the whiskey experience and you really wanted to do it i thought it looked a bit naff and as usual you were right (laughs) But um, you're 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 getting all like hoity-toity whiskey kind of like oh no I'm a connoisseur I can't be doing that and I was like this sounds awesome. It wasn't so much that I just thought it looked like it looked like a tourist trap. Yeah, and I was like this looks it awesome. It looked like a tourist trap. It's got a ride in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looked like a tourist trap. So I was like, I was like, this no. is why married people yeah. don't do podcasts. I was like, no, we're going to go do this because it looks awesome and it's got a ride and let's go do. It was like, and the ride was great. The ride was like you get inside. It's it's got an omnimover type system. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so we do another podcast called Diz Down Under where we talk a lot about rides and stuff like that. At this point, we hadn't been to Disneyland, no. I believe. Yeah, no. we had not been yeah. to Disneyland. So I and just like any ride, I will take any ride. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. And it was like to so get in a barrel and you go through and the, the uh, you go through these different stages of the distillation process and then the history of whiskey and all this kind of stuff. And it was brilliant. It was great. And then at the end of it, you get out and there is a, like a, a, a room which is uh, several hallways lined with glass cabinets with thousands and thousands of bottles of whiskey in there in different levels because the whiskey, as you know, evaporates over time. And it was this guy's collection who he had, uh, like, not gifted to the the whiskey experience but lent it to them for a period of time. And Do you know that that period of time just expired? Oh, did it? Yep. But oh. they've extended for another 10 years. Oh, nice. I'm Yay, glad we can go back and visit <laughs> yeah. the collection. But I was so happy, like, I'm I'm not a was not a whiskey fan. Like mm-hmm. I was not. We were going to bars, and I wasn't ordering whiskey or anything like that. No, I was just getting a beer and drinking a beer or having a wine. Having a wine mostly, yeah, yeah, but not drinking any whiskey. And so it was really interesting. Really enjoyed it. Then after we finished in Edinburgh and we enjoyed the Edinburgh Festival, and it was mm-hmm. very nice. And we said goodbye to Edinburgh. We travel north to the wall. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we were going to go and we were going to go pledge the black. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> have you watched Game of Thrones? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, anyway. Uh, but anyway, so we, we, went, uh, we went north and the first distillery we came across was Dalwini. Mm. And that was something you were really looking forward to going and doing. I was. And look, I wasn't... Da, 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 how do I say it? Um, it was, it was good. It was a good experience. Um, it was just a little bit disappointing because I thought it felt a little bit commercialized and it wasn't what I expected. 
Um, so when we rocked up there, all I remember is it was cold. It was really cold when we rocked up. Mm. And it was, I think it was getting towards, it was late afternoon, wasn't it? Because we're heading up to Inverness and it was getting towards the end of our journey. And all I could smell was the lemon and the honey smells as this stuff was being distilled. And I thought that was absolutely magical. What I didn't really realize is the whole idea of having a whiskey that's owned by a bigger company, Diageo. And that meant that it wasn't it wasn't like going down to a winery down south where it's family owned. It was it was a little bit different. It wasn't necessarily bad. It just felt a little bit commercial mm. in my opinion. But I mean, as time went on and we discovered more distilleries, it it wasn't a bad experience. It was just different than what I thought it would be and especially given the the sense that you were welcomed with with that that just pungent all I remember is just that honey and lemon smell as it was being distilled I thought that was incredible mm-hmm. absolutely incredible how do you get those smells from something that's just it's just grain and water and a little bit of yeast absolutely incredible but yeah, so I wasn't overwhelmed by that experience, but certainly I was when we went to Glenlivet, which I expe- expected to be a lot more commercial. But they were like family in there, mm. and I think that that was the difference. Well, the, the funny thing was uh, when we were in uh, Dalwini, mm-hmm. I don't recall there being a lot of casks stored there to to age. Um, and we probably just didn't see the storehouses. We might we might not have done, but I think that some of the distilleries do uh, send the whiskey to other places to be to be stored. Mm. Uh, but when we got to uh, Glenlivet, they had a massive storehouse and it had all everything like the black mold and stuff like that on the side of yeah. the building and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you can't help but smell the smells of the whiskey in the air mm-hmm. when you're there. Mm-hmm. And so from that point on, I started to associate the the smells of the distillery with the whiskey. So oh, okay. when I taste a whiskey now, particularly like if it's a, a Glenlivet whiskey or uh, an Abelow or some place we've actually been, mm-hmm. it elicits in me a, a sense memory of the place and hmm. the, uh, the the smells that I smelt there. So that's why that was at the point. The turning point for me to start to enjoy whiskey was Glenlivet. It was. Mm. And we had such a wonderful – so I think we were the only two people on the tour. Mm. I think that probably helps. And we were sort of expressing an interest that I don't think that they'd maybe sometimes see. And they were like talking about the new spirit and we're just like – and so I don't know how, but somehow we went from ending the tour and um, I don't know whether we paid at the end or what the story was or whether we are just hanging around having a bit of a chat – and next thing you know, we were being sort of shuffled into a cupboard to try some of the new spirit <laughs> because Duncan thought that that was what needed to be done. <laughs> well, because the, the, the new spirit is like not really something that they're allowed to to, to sell. Or oh, to- yeah, maybe we <laughs> – <laughs> but it would, like we just had a tiny little taste of it and it was just so incredible to try something that was so pungent, so mm. vanilla-y and – I think that, yeah, I could see how you get hooked by that kind of experience because um, you didn't particularly get to try much because you were driving. Yeah, yeah. So I think you maybe had a sip of everything mm. and I probably got double of everything. Pretty much. Hmm. <laughs> I would have been fun that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and it was just it was just such a lovely experience going through the different whiskies and you know how they how they market them to different in- industries and stuff like that. But look, I mean, we could probably talk about a few different distilleries, but I, I think that that was it was nice to know that that was what got you across the line and and got you to a point where I was having to share my whiskey. <laughs> Well, because you know, it's it's a double edged sword because you get to buy more whiskey because you've got someone that enjoys whiskey with you, but you also have to share that whiskey. Yes, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> a bit of a double edged sword there. Um, well, I don't know whether I've really. I think that's probably about all I wanted to cover off on because I really just wanted to do a quick episode, just to sort of drink this whiskey i mean we've just finished the first episode of season of eight of um game of thrones with our friend who came over for mm. dinner as well and um i just i just thought that we'd have a wee nip of this mm. and i'd put this out because i'm so devastated and because we fly out i can't even do a do-over mm. yeah and and we we just watched as you said the first episode of the the last season of uh, of game of thrones and mm-hmm. people were very some people were very upset about it for reasons unbeknownst to me because i really enjoyed the hell out of that episode yeah it was good and even though the are you right there i think uh, is this a is this a um a family friendly podcast Cause i think i might have just sworn because uh, i just spilt my whiskey on myself <laughs> oh really so if anyone heard me say very silently the s word i apologize uh, did you want to try it at room temperature um sure I was wondering what you were doing. Oh, is that what you were doing? I thought that you must have had like an empty cup and you were trying to like get the last bits out of it. No, no, no. I was just trying to warm it up so that it's actually room temperature and not freezing. Actually, it's not room temperature. I'd say that's probably about the temperature that I get my cognac to if I mm. hold it my... So hold, hold on the room temperature then. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. I mean, you do run a little bit warm. Mm. Oh, that's really... That's not bad. Mm. I quite enjoy that. I mean, I quite like it um, frozen. I think it's quite nice. But I think that that's, that's quite nice, quite mm. warming. And the surprising thing is that it's it's 41.7, which by most standards, that's pretty low in um, alcohol. But that feels quite pungent. Mm. Hmm. So I think... Uh Johnny Walker has done a good job. Are you actually rating the uh, the whiskeys on the show? No. No? I, I don't – that's the thing. I don't think that whiskey should be rated. I think you should say what you enjoy about a whiskey. Mm. I think that you should say what you don't enjoy about a whiskey. I don't think you should be giving it numbers. I think that numbers do a disservice because I, I have a couple of beer podcasts that I listen to mm. and they go through um, – there's oh, – what's the beer drinking app? Is it called Untapped or something like that? It – like they'll go through the different ratings that people give and it's so subjective. Mm-hmm. It really is. So where I might pick up something like um, Corey Vrecken or something like that from um, Ardbeg and just go, oh, that's magnificent. Someone else will pick it up and say, I just feel like I drank out of an ashtray. Mm. Yeah, because obviously like... It's, yeah. it's wholly yeah. subjective. Mm. I think that someone should discuss what they enjoyed and and indeed, what they didn't enjoy about a dram, but I don't think you should be giving it numbers. Mm. I don't think that that's what the game's about. Certainly not to me. And this is my podcast, so that's the rules that we're playing by. So, what do you enjoy about this whiskey? 
Uh, I, I just I enjoy the branding of it. I think the branding is amazing because uh, obviously it's a it's a whole synergy thing. I mean, Johnny Walker's doing this because they want to sell whiskey and they're doing a darn good job of it. So yeah, um, the actual flavor of it is is very you know nice. It's palatable, as you said, kind of you know caramelly flavor. Uh, it's not. It's I think it's kind of whiskey you can give to someone who's uh, not a whiskey drinker. Mm. Like you could give it to somebody mm-hmm. and go, here, try this. And it's not so full on that they'll go, oh, my God, that's too strong. It's it's like uh, certainly something that uh, I think is a very good introduction to whiskey. That's that, that's true. I think that although at the price that it sells for, because obviously it's supply and demand and everything like that, um, if I wasn't going to give um, – if I didn't have the money to give someone a bottle of this to start drinking whiskey, I'd probably go something like a monkey shoulder. Mm, you know because you've got your single malt blend it's it's consistent i think it's really tasty and that used to be our go-to that used to be our budget whiskey so a monkey shoulder generally retails for around about 50 dollar mark these days australian yeah australian sorry it used to remember when it used to retail for about 35 yeah yeah you could get 38 35 38 Mm. you know um but what is the uh the the price for a bottle of the uh, white walker I paid 60 bucks. 60 bucks? That's not bad. Oh, good. That's, that's <laughs> I was waiting for you to go, you spent $60 on that? <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Like, you know, considering, like, I think what is a normal bottle of um, Johnny Walker would retail for about 40 bucks. Uh, I wouldn't know. I, I, I'd assume so. Yeah. yeah. Probably, probably 35 $40. So oh, for like your red label? Yeah, for red label, yeah. Mm. So $60 for a, a bottle of, you know, a very interesting kind of. I mean, how many other whiskies have you ever known that the serving suggestion is freeze? I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's so it's so unique. It's so unique, and um, the the actual bottle itself is amazing looking. I mean, if you had this in your whiskey collection, it's you know certainly gonna you know be one of those things where people just go, oh my god, that's that's pretty amazing. Even if you don't drink it, people just well, that was what my plan was. I'm I'm keeping the yeah. bottle, although. So one of the things that we discussed, and like maybe this is how we can wrap this up. We have bottles of whiskey there, and. You know, I, <laughs> I, I like the example of the Cardias. So I've been a friends of Laphroaig since I brought my first bottle of Laphroaig, which I can't remember how many years ago that was. Um, so I b- became a friend of Laphroaig. I went there. I found my plot. I staked my little claim in my size 12 Wellingtons. I fell in the bog. Well, actually, I didn't fall because it was a choice. My Wellington got stuck. I had a choice of, I had a camera in one hand, I could go backwards and I would have fallen on my backside and I knew that we had other distilleries that we wanted to go to and I wanted to go have a nice lunch over at Ardbeg or I could step forward and I could just put my foot into the into the bog. I got bog foot. <laughs> I got bog foot. I got bog foot bad. <laughs> but camera survived. Mm-hmm. My backside did not get drenched. <laughs> from falling in the bog and I just had a slightly smelly sock 
that was all. And we planted our New Zealand and Australian and Union Jack flags. Yeah, you might have been responsible for the Union Jack. I had no responsibility <laughs> well, for I, that one. I am responsible for the Union Jack because I was born in England. So, <laughs> Oh, you're going to embrace we're it. Both, we're both Australian. We're both Australian. So, <laughs> and we were born in England and born in New Zealand. So we've got to embrace so all anyway, cultures. Whose podcast is Sorry. this? <laughs> so I had a bit of a, an, an affinity for Lefroig and, you know, became a friend of Lefroig, went and visited, collected my rent. You got your rent. I collected my cousin's rent. Oh, bless them. They, they really understood. I said, look, he's got two kids. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> he's not coming up here to see you guys for probably a couple of decades. Can I collect his rent on his behalf? And so organized that, bought him a t-shirt, chucked that in the mail. Everyone was happy. But there was an opportunity that came up to actually go in the lottery to get a bottle of Cardias. And so I did it. I'm probably saying it wrong, but anyway, um, I got the bottle and I always do this when I order whiskey from overseas. I forget that the blessed Australian government wants to get its like little bit of the bottle as well. And so it charges you an extra 40 bucks on the way in saying, you want a bottle of whiskey? Sure. No worries. 40 bucks, please. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, guys. Come on. We've already paid the queen. <laughs> yeah, we paid the queen. Like, get the money off her. <laughs> Actually, that'd be the fair thing to do, wouldn't it? Quite right. But alas, that that's not how it was to be. And so, like, I've got that bottle. And I'm always thinking, when do I open it? Like, like what occasion will it take for me to open that bottle? And there's, you know, there's a couple of other bottles there that I'm just like, so w- w- when do we open that one? Like. <laughs> I don't know. So is there a bottle in our collection at the moment that you've got your eye on? No? No, I didn't even realise you had a collection. (laughs) Really? It's just there. I I, I walk past that cabinet every day. It's like (laughs) I just clean the glasses and put them back. I don't. Oh, bless. (laughs) You're just bar staff. You don't actually look at what's behind the bar. No. Oh, so you're like the glasses boy. You just go around and collect. Oh, my goodness, you are. <laughs> collect the glasses and wash them. He's nodding. Um, okay, that's fair enough. Well, but okay. So say you had a really nice bottle of whiskey. What would be the moment that you'd open it? Um, when I run out of the last bottle of whiskey. You're terrible for playing this game with. Well, that's why I said, that's why I said, that's how we'll wrap it up. Yeah. So thank you. Um, you're not quite as good as you, <laughs> as Alex is in terms of recording. Um, that was a lot more fun, I must say. No, I'm kidding. I'd, I'd say a, a bottle of um, Glen Morris. Oh, now you're trying to come up with the goods. Nectar Dior. Yeah. yeah, but when and would I you would, open it? So say you were hoarding it away. When would I open it? Um I would open it. Um, Far out. But it's, it's such a big thing. Um, I don't know. I'd probably get open up a special whiskey uh, on the day that Endgame comes out. Really? Yeah. Huh. To, to toast to, to uh, 10 plus years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. Um, well, we're going to be overseas when that happens, so you're going to have to have a bottle on hand. Oh, maybe we get a wine by George. Yeah. No, yeah. maybe. If it's open. I don't know. It's open at the time. But yeah. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's just how we're going to wrap it up, really isn't it? Really derailed your podcast. <laughs> you did. 
<laughs> this is why you don't feed Lewis whiskey <laughs> and record with him. That's just, it's really not fair. <laughs> it really isn't. Well, anyway, if you want to hear more of Lewis, a little bit more sober, you can catch him on Unscripted, the film show. If you want to catch him with the occasional glass of champagne, you can catch him and I on Tangent City. You can catch us both on Diz Down Under where, I don't know, oh, we probably, oh, we do occasionally drink on Diz Down Under, but we don't swear. No. There's no swearing on there, which is not quite even, nice. Not even me saying the S word silently under my breath when I pour whiskey on Yeah, I was, that's what I was saying. Why do you say you swear? You just swear. <laughs> um, so if you want to hear any of the other Gentlemen of Pop Culture podcasts, you can do so by going to thegentlemanofpopculture.com. If you've got anything to say about this show, please jump over at the moment to Instagram. We're at wascastpodcast. And I think next time that uh, you do recall with Alex that, uh, you, know, you know how he does the, the voiceover at the end of the show? It's only fair that I do the voiceover at the end of the show that he's on. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, think, I, think, I think it'll be good. you just got to tell me what to say. You know what to say. <laughs> no, I, I, I have no idea. I always fast forward through that bit. Really? No, I don't. I, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> this has been a... <laughs> oh damn it <laughs> see now you don't know what to say either here let's leave it up to Alex no, no. to say it yeah let's this podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture <laughs>